Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. By the way, Senator Blumenthal, where are you this morning? I am on my way from New Britain. I'm on my way to Washington on the highway heading from Washington, D.C. up to Connecticut. I am on a train. I'm in my car. I'm on the Acela. Down to New Haven. And then I'm on my way to D.C. for votes. I'm in Washington, D.C. You're in the middle of a vote right now in the United States Senate. I'm in the midst of a Judiciary Committee hearing and just stepped out for a moment. I apologize that I can't spend as long as I'd like. You know what? You, you, you're like a Where's Waldo character. You know, it's, it's like I have to find you with pins on a map. Hello and welcome, Senator Richard Blumenthal. Hello. Thank you so much. What a great introduction. Yeah, well, you, you deserve it. You really are everywhere, everything, all at once. How is your leg? I am better and better every hour. I'm on the mend, feeling strong, ready to go back to D.C. on Monday. We're in the midst of uh, official recess right now, so we have the week to be at home. And normally I would be all around the state, as you <laughs> suggested, but right now I'm sitting at, at home uh, with uh, a leg that had a fracture, some pins inserted during surgery, and uh, after I was, as you may have seen, hit from behind pretty heavily yeah. and um, then managed to get through the parade, walk the rest of it and um, enjoyed the magnificent ceremony on the reviewing stand. It was just so enormously exuberant and enthusiastic. Those fans are just so strong and uh, the coaches uh, and the, the team are just uniquely inspiring so uh, it was senator just a, it blumenthal how did you continue to walk after your femur was somewhat shattered i mean you must have been in agony i don't understand how you kept walking just decided i was going to do it and uh you know the surgeon was somewhat disbelieving that i could <laughs> He said, that's the best stress test anyone has ever taken. I think your bone's in good shape if you could walk the rest of that parade. So he said, we'll put a couple of pins in to help it heal, and uh, you'll be good as new. But uh, it was was not comfortable, I can say that. It was quite 
challenging. And then uh, I stood up on the reviewing stand. Uh, and then when I saw the crowds and the challenge to get back to my car, I decided better to ask a Hartford policeman who very graciously gave me a ride to my car and uh, then went back to Greenwich and Stanford to go to the emergency room. So you went back home to the emergency room. You know, people don't know this about you, but aren't you pretty much a lifelong runner, or at least you were for most of your life? Weren't you a marathon runner? I I ran marathons. That's right. And um, I would compare finishing that parade to finishing one of the marathons I once did where I just thought couldn't put one foot in front of the other and then, of course, did, finished it. But, you know, people do things that are a lot more challenging, both physically and emotionally than what I did. Some of those UConn players who play through pain and have to come back from tears and tendons and their uh, other kinds of injuries that they have, you know, that's that's big stuff compared to what I had to do. I don't happen to agree with you, but okay. <laughs> I mean, okay, if you want to be immortal and you want to, I mean, it's pretty impressive to me. I have a head cold and I'm complaining. My husband says, would you stop whining already? I, I'm, I'm completely of a different stock, but I really am. I'm very admiring. We're chatting with Senator Richard Blumenthal. And do you have, after the surgery, do you have a cast on your leg? Like what happens now? What do you look like? Uh, I look absolutely normal. Uh, except I have an incision on the side of my leg where they put the pins into the femur. It's a crack in the femur, very minor surgery required, and uh, I can walk around. I'm using um, some assistance, crutches, walker right now, because they want me to treat it very, very lightly. The biggest danger now is that I overdo it. Overdo it. That would be a danger with you. I could see that. Yes. Well, every message from my surgeon is, take it easy. I know it's hard. Take it easy. so <laughs> that's it's not your challenge. nature. It's a sign from the universe yeah. to stay home for a couple of yeah. days. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. We're chatting with Senator Richard Blumenthal. Well, a couple of things I want to ask you, as long as I have you on the air, I'm so happy to chat with sure. you. Uh, the first thing I wanted to ask you about is this judge's decision in Texas and also the contrary judge's decision in Washington. It looks like to me, and what do I know, this is going to end up in the Supreme Court. But you are a former attorney general. You're a lawyer. You're a Senator, I understand a bunch of senators led by the Senate leader, Chuck Schumer, is um, writing a letter or trying to do something. What is your response as a lawmaker to what's happening with respect to this FDA, this FDA crisis, frankly, that's been caused by this judge's decision with respect to this abortion med? Right. Well, that is a topic very, very much on my mind. And I've helped to lead a brief to the Court of Appeals. It's called the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. It's in the southern part of our country, and it has jurisdiction over this Texas trial court. Okay. And let's be very clear on what the court did. It, in effect, said this 20-year-old science-based evidence-founded decision by the FDA. This is the agency, the Food and Drug Administration, has responsibility for approving all drugs and medical devices. It said this decision is wrong. 
a single judge says, oh, no, I know the science better. I know the medicine better. I'm saying this drug is dangerous. Now, this is an assault on women's reproductive rights. There's no question it's driven by right-wing ideology. They don't trust women to make these decisions. Suppressstone has been used for 20 years by women, and it has proven absolutely safe. The science is irrefutable. But, you know, the, the ramifications are sweeping because if a single federal judge can say, oh, I'm, I know better than the FDA, better than the scientists, better than the medical doctors, better than the public health researchers, I'm going to just ban this drug. They can do it with all kinds of drugs. Yes. So this precedent is really serious. Yes. And that's why I have so strenuously opposed this Texas court decision. We're fortunate that there is a contrary decision from a federal court in Washington state, which says, in effect, the FDA should be relied on to make these decisions under the standard law. The agency decisions are right unless there is really powerful, compelling evidence that they made a mistake. And uh, here I think it will go ultimately very possibly to the Supreme Court because there are conflicting decisions and potentially the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals will uphold this trial court because it's of the same ideological mind and it's basically an assault on women's health care. You know, the Wisconsin, uh, which we haven't talked about much, we're chatting with Senator Richard Blumenthal, but recently in Wisconsin there was a very highly financed, I think record-setting finance, and a lot of the money came from out of state, about who was going to be on their Supreme Court. And the stakes were very clear because one particular jurist had said that she was in favor of reproductive rights and abortion, and the other one said, maybe not, like maybe not so much, wasn't as committed to it. And the woman who was in favor of reproductive rights won. Uh, and then again, that was supported by a lot of out-of-state money as well as obviously in-state votes. But this issue of how judges have been so politicized, I mean, you know, again, you're a lawyer, you're a former attorney general. What do you think about this as a trend for this country where judges are leading with their political philosophies first? Do you think it's a good thing that they're honest about the way they're going to decide? Or do you think it's not a good thing? What do you think? First of all, they have usually failed to be honest. This Texas trial judge didn't say, you know, my personal beliefs are that abortion is immoral and therefore should be struck down. He didn't rely on his personal beliefs, although Clearly, that was the basis. He didn't rely on it in his decision. He tried to frame it as a legal issue. But uh, it is one of the most dangerous trends in our whole country that our courts have been so politicized. And it begins in the United States Supreme Court, where Clarence Thomas, uh, obviously a highly activist conservative judge, has taken gifts, millions of dollars worth of trips, luxury cruises, Yachts, uh, other kinds of trips, private planes from a single person over a series of years. It undermines trust and credibility in our judicial system. And at the end of the day, you know, when the judges lose credibility and trust, they lose their power. That's the basis for their authority is people are willing to rely on their decision because they trust their independence and honesty. So... You know, you are absolutely right 
to mention what happened in Wisconsin, where the abortion issue enabled victory by a now soon-to-be justice on the Wisconsin Supreme Court, where in Kansas, for example, there was a referendum. Kansas normally thought of as a pretty red state, but they said, don't fool around with women's right to choose. And I think what these actions show is the vast majority of the American people believe this decision is very personal. And we should trust women to make decisions about their own health care, about their own bodies, about the future of their families. And people may have very strong beliefs on this issue, but I think they've come to the conclusion that it's wrong to impose them on others through government officials deciding who and how and where women can exercise their reproductive rights. This, You know, there is a right on the part of women to control their destinies and their bodies. And, you know, politicians shouldn't be telling them what to do. I trust women to make these decisions. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Yeah, we're chatting with Senator Richard Blumenthal, but look at the ramifications of how this issue has has basically revealed a lot of the weaknesses of our own system, which, as you said, is held up by trust and integrity. I mean, look look at all the cracks, the fissures that are showing. And um, I'm just hoping that the checks and balances that are built into our overall legal system ultimately are going to prevail to restore trust. It's very worrisome. This FDA decision, I have to tell you, the first thing I thought of were painkillers, right? Painkillers are terribly misused. So, but on the other hand, they're essential. If you've ever seen anybody, you know, fighting cancer or after a car accident when they're in terrible pain, you want them to be out of their agony, right? They're very essential. They're very important, but they can also be terrible misused. Can you imagine a judge saying, I don't believe in opiates. I don't think we should have them yeah. anymore. It's crazy. Right. The opioid epidemic is alarming beyond words. And obviously, we're still in the midst of a mental health crisis that has increased the use of opioids, which led to fentanyl overdoses. Right. The numbers are still climbing. But there is responsible pain management. Correct. Correct. Under the supervision of a medical expert that will save people a lot of pain and agony, particularly in the in the last days or a period of their lives when they're suffering from That's cancer right. or some other really painful That's disease. That's right. So I don't, you know, personally, it's astonishing to me. Is this precedent setting what this judge did in Texas to say the FDA shouldn't do this? I mean, have there been other precedents where medicines that have been allowed to flourish for 20 years have been overturned by a judge before? 
nothing like this decision before, where a drug has been freely used for 20 years, established as safe and effective by the FDA, by women who have used it, and now a federal judge concludes the FDA, the Federal Food and Drug Administration, was wrong. It's experts, it's scientists, it's medical doctors, it's very thorough process. You know, I've complained, by the way, that the FDA is often too slow mm-hmm. to approve new medicines that can be life-saving. They ought to speed it and enable people, if they want to do so, to take more of these medicines, particularly cancer medicines, in the clinical trial rounds. But, you know, in this instance, far from being too fast, in fact, the FDA approved it 20 years ago, and it's been used successfully since then. So it really is kind of mind-boggling. And I'll I'll tell you, uh, Lisa, on the Senate Judiciary Committee, I question this judge, Matthew Kamersack, when he was the nominee by Donald Trump for this position. And I asked him, point blank, will your personal views on abortion affect your decision? He said no. What he's done now, even though he may not admit it, is exactly contrary to what he's told the Senate Judiciary Committee and the Senate of the United States and the people of the United States when he was confirmed to be a judge. And I think he's going to have to live with it. You're right. We need to restore the trust and integrity of our federal courts because it's vital not only to the judges personally, but to our whole system of checks and balances. Senator Blumenthal, I thank you for your time today. I had originally asked you to come on. So much has happened since then because I was noticing that you had responded to this um I thought I think it's a terrible say outright a terrible, terrible precedent that has been set by some colleges around the country to encourage gambling now that sports betting is on the rise for all kind of college sports. And University of Louisiana was one. I think Michigan State was another. There was one in Colorado and they were all making money and using emails and student lists to basically say, you know, open an account for 30 bucks and buy. By the way, the university will get a cut. Uh, it, it was, it's to me, it's so astonishingly bad. But I did see that you were trying to do something about it, Senator Blumenthal. What are you trying to do about this? What we're trying to do is stop it. Remember, what is happening here is that the colleges and universities are getting a cut of what the casinos, these are casinos. Caesars, for example, has a deal with Michigan State. Michigan State gets a bunch of money, and casinos has access to its students to promote gambling, sports gambling, betting. Unbelievable. Which, as you know, can be highly addictive, especially at that age. And they'll offer, for example, here's a free bet. We're giving you a free bet. Take 150 bucks, bet it however you want. If you win, you get the results, you know, the winnings. If you lose... You don't have to pay it back. And, of course, kids are excited. They start it. Michigan State gets money for their athletic programs, and they say that they're devoting some of the money to combating addictive gambling. But as a matter of fact, it's only 
$25,000 compared to the millions that the casinos are making. So it's, it's a really troubling development. And we have written to all of the colleges and universities that reportedly have made these deals asking for all the specifics. We've also asked the casinos for information. They so far have refused to respond, but we're going to take it further because it is a real threat to kids uh, on these campuses who may get themselves into debt. You know, kids, when they get into ten, twenty thousand $20,000 worth of debt from gambling, just have no place to turn. And some of them are contemplating taking their own lives, doing something really destructive, and it's uh, something we need to address. Well, I think it is so terribly incompatible with their mission of being an educational institution, which is why they're granted not-for-profit status, which is why they don't have to pay federal taxes. It is completely incompatible with that mission. And I would start from that. It's morally reprehensible, in my opinion morally reprehensible, and they get tremendous actual monetary benefits from the mission statement of these organizations. And then they're going to go ahead and do this and make these alliances with casinos. It's it's gross. It's gross, Senator Blumenthal, and I'm very glad to know that you've noticed it and that you're working on it. Listen, we want to wish you a very speedy recovery. I'm glad you have a few days left. You should enjoy this rare rest, okay? The universe is telling you to rest. (laughs) You should enjoy it. I bet your wife is like, I can't believe you're here. Here you are. I can't believe you're in the living room. What are you doing here? You should really enjoy it. it My wife thought it was just a wonderful idea for me to be sitting at home. Yes. And now I think she may be having second thoughts. Ah. You know, <laughs> <Luminol> at home. <laughs> oh, that's you know, funny. Well, say hello uh, for me. Maybe please. not so ideal when he's stuck here with a, you know, injured leg. So. <laughs> oh, that's but she is you a are. saint. And uh, she is a saint. She is the best nursing care I could possibly ask for. And I want to just put a plug in for Stanford Hospital. These folks did surgery on Easter Sunday. And the full staff, they were just absolutely spectacular from beginning to end. They took great care of me. And I think we ought to be grateful to the healthcare professionals, not just at Stanford Hospital, which is great great medical institution, but uh, all the all the healthcare workers of our country, because, you know, we sometimes take them for granted until we have a pandemic or until we need surgery ourselves. And I'm just really grateful for the care that I receive. Well, we're happy that you're well on the mend. Senator Richard Blumenthal, thank you so much for being on the show thank today. You. Okay. Thanks, Lisa. You'll be well. Take care. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com.